Hi guys, welcome back to the fifth episode on the Her Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aisha Jirani, naturopathic doctor, spiritual life coach, and the girl next door. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the signs that your body and mind presents when you are off your path. Stay tuned for more. topic is both exciting and personal to me because I get to share from my personal life but I also get to share a little bit about some of the medical symptoms that I saw in me personally and in my practice when I see folks who are off their path or when their body's trying to communicate that to them. So we're going to journey back to Aisha who was about 16, 17 years of age, approximately around grade 9 or grade 10 when we're kind of choosing our career paths and figuring out, you know, which universities to apply to and align up. And growing up, I always had and a scientist-based mind, so very inquisitive, kind of wanted to get to know things inside out. And I I suppose, you know, kids grow up that way, but that kind of always stayed with me. And um, growing through, you know, your middle school and high school, I became even more inquisitive about that. Um, So this kind of really started to show in terms of, you know, academia as well, where um, topics that weren't required, I'd be diving deep into them. I'd be studying, you know, it from many different angles and I'd realize, oh, this is part of the syllabus. So I think I, I had that um, mind growing up. And um, what were some of the things that I was interested in? It was science for sure, but art as well. Um, I have two strong bases. So in terms of um, if we were to looking in lineage from both my paternal and maternal science, there's a huge artist, um, you can say background. And so I was into the creative arts as well. I wrote a lot of poetry. I just loved writing. I journaled earlier on. Um, I did painting. I'd, I'd have these um visions of me coming up with solutions or creative, um, you know, motifs and uh, I would be designing clothes. I'd like sketch them out. And so I was into sketching quite a bit as well at that time. And I actually had some, I actually have some of those uh, initial sketches as drafts uh, today as well. And, um, you know, I was lucky in in the aspect that uh, I I got to practice that. So I remember mom's teaching me how to stitch and how to knit and uh, allowing me to cut my old pair of jeans and turn it into a um, a handbag made of jeans and that kind of thing. So uh, I I was so blessed and lucky to be able to um, be able to practice that because I do think that, you know, uh, a lot of us have that and we're just not given the resources. So I'm really, really mindful and grateful of the resources. Um, In terms of what the path was, so... I remember you know, me and my dad would every Friday um, back in the Middle East Fridays is the first uh, day of the weekend. And well, at that time, it's changed now a little bit, but um, we would uh, grab the newspaper. I'd wake up early. Dad would grab his section and I was I would always grab the science section and I'd be reading about uh, things I had no idea about. But I was just so fascinated with the uh, new research or what was going going. We would clip it together and we started maintaining a folder. And uh, I suppose it was a passed on dream. So uh, dad was interested in medicine, was, was but moved from 
his country from Pakistan to Dubai. He was the only son to make money for his family. And so I think, and you know, in that path, he wanted to pursue medicine. And so it was kind of, you know, passed down. And so medicine became the thing for me. <laughs> um, now, as we in the Middle East and in Asia, you typically get into medicine after your high school and you have to have particular grades, unlike in North America, where you're expected to complete a pre-med or an undergrad in sciences program, and then you get to join med school. So it became very crucial at that time. I remember around grade nine, grade 10, as I was passing um, all levels in, uh, at that time and then moving up to A-levels to really understand what I wanted to gear it towards. And so we picked the safe option, as most of us did, um, um, and uh, science became the thing. And so uh, I'm going to be a doctor is uh, what I thought initially. Come to where applications were then sent out. I scored well and, you know, um, applied to the medical colleges, got in. And then came this the day of where I had to decide to say yes to which place. And I remember this within the core of me today, because that was one of the first times that I received a signal or connected with it internally. And um, my inner self spoke to me uh, in a way that I can describe in a little bit in terms of a feeling more so that this is just not for you. It was this overwhelming feeling of this Yes, mentally, you know, it made every sense, like I've been preparing for it, I've, you know, I've gotten the admission and all of that, but there was this overpowering, overwhelming feeling that this would just not uh, pan out well. There was just a feeling, and I've never really worked with, you know, inner intuition before or feeling, so it was a, it, this was a brand new concept to me at that time, and I had no logic or reasons, but I just knew it was so overpowering that I, I did not need logic to... Um, to listen to it or to to understand that this is something that I just absolutely need to trust. Um, and so then came the time where um, I just had to, you know, bring it up to uh, my parents and I'm like, this is just not something that I can do. And um, not that, you know, I, w I knew in the terms of skill set, et cetera, et cetera, you know, I was doing well in school and that sort of a thing. So then became the question of, well, why? And at that time, I had no reasons. I was like, I just don't think so. I don't think this is this is the path for me. And of course, being lucky enough to even, you know, um, have parents who were open at that time to even hear me and um, understand that, you know, this was a luxury for me almost. I can understand for, you know, a lot of our parents um, in the generations that they came from, they didn't really have the luxury to say yes or no. Um, and they had to choose safe choices. But I, you know, this, so this is a luxury that I had, and again, very mindful of that. Um, and I remember kind of, <laughs> so for, uh, I, then I finally decided, okay, so this is not what I'm going to do. And so we decided that that's what it is. And I remember breaking dad's heart, and he didn't talk to me for <laughs> two days or so, because I think we were all just confused as to, well, what's next? Um, and, and the sweet dad that he is, he, he came up and he said, um, uh, my daughter, like, you're so talented, and I have big, uh, big goals for you. And um, you are a visionary and I see you doing good anywhere you go. So whatever it is at that time, I was doing well in sports and in arts as well. So if you want to pursue that, he said, then, you know, you have my full uh, support and um, don't let anything hold you back. So in a way, he really was saying that, you know, make the choice and, and I'll, I'll be there. I'll be your safety net. Um, incredibly lucky again. Um, 
and that's where then came the question of, well, what the heck am I going to do now? Uh, I don't know if I tried to reestablish connection with that inner voice is what I'm going to call it now. Um, but I think I started using my logical mind in terms of, well, where should, should I go? What made more logical sense? And then it made sense to stick in the sciences, um, not do medicine, but still maybe pursue it. I knew I wanted to continue doing research or getting to know things from a deeper level. So that was my uh, true authentic self. And I realized, you know what, if I can do something that's in alignment with that, then I'll probably figure it out. Um, and so at that point, uh, I started looking at universities abroad, mainly Canada. My brother had moved out there. So I figured, you know, that would be a safe bet. Um, got into the universities that I wanted to. And then I heard of biomedical sciences. I had no idea what it was. Um, I just knew that I could uh, focus a bit more on science. Um, so fast forward then into, you know, grade 12 and passing and then moving to Canada. <laughs> so moving abroad completely for my undergrad um, at Waterloo University. So much love for that space. Um, getting into first year and realizing what the heck everyone in the classroom is talking about, um, you know, joining medicine, dentistry, optometry. So one of those professional schools and, and this was considered a pre-med program and somehow that escaped my research. Uh, and so I was like devastated. I was like, this is not what I want to do. Um, so first year I kind of like, you know, I went through it and I realized, ah, oh, this is kind of mm, not too sure if this is where I want to be. Second year crisis hit where I was just like, yeah, this is definitely not what I want to do. I don't want to just be in the sciences. I really wanted to be focused and I felt I wasn't growing the way I wanted. So again, reestablished connection. This voice in me told me that you need to gear it a little bit differently. Um, that year, I, I did enjoy physics quite a bit. Um, so I, I tried switching into um, biomedical engineering. I figured, you know, that would be nice, did a little bit of research. And that year, interestingly, they weren't taking in applicants because I think there was a minimum that had to be met for them to accept or to for the program. I, I have no idea. But I just remember talking to career service and they said, this is not possible for this year. Please continue on with your second year. So as by, by way of a shut door, I, I just kind of had to stick on that conveyor belt. And um, so second year was also where I then received an even louder signal from my body, um, mentally, physically, in every way, shape and form. And this showed up as extreme anxiety, depression, body pain, severe menses pain. Um, my sleep was thrown off. My appetite was thrown off. I mean, like a lot of symptoms started to present second year. And this is where um, I didn't have the wisdom of, you know, when you are off your path, it's your entire being starts to bring up signs and symptoms and in that way it's we take it as suffering but really what it is is these messages for you to come back and pay attention now i never learned how to connect with my inner self or my intuition at that point so i just kept walking life like that i just thought this these were just things happening and i just need to keep going and so went on you know into the third year and the fourth year continuing on i did start to shift my courses a little bit so in third year we got a bit more freedom or second year where i started to shift it a bit more into physics there was this amazing new program at that time called biophysics i was so happy that that was there but it was a small part um, of my curriculum so i took it into third year as well and um, 
that was something that would excite me. Everything else was like, eh, it's okay. Um, and I remember, so going through the, going through debilitating mental health issues, not being diagnosed till maybe into my third year, um, I remember walking into an exam room after the time. So it was at 10 a.m. and I walked in at 2 p.m. and I realized the exam's gone. So I lost touch with, you know, reality a little bit. I thought I um, I had lost it. So I remember walking into the health services department there and talking to the doctor. I'm like, there's something wrong in here pointing to my head and I just need you to find it and fix it so I can just go about my day. And she sent me to a psychologist over there and I went in and I remember um, he just wanted me to talk. So he just wanted me to talk like, what is it? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And um, very kindly, he said, I think you're just stressed. Um, you don't need anything in terms of medications or that sort of a thing. We can run a full assessment. I thought I was dyslexic at that point or ADHD. Um, and all of those came back negative. So I was like, what the heck? And I had no understanding of what the word stress meant um, because I was like, everyone's going through this. So like, um, I don't, I it's just like a blanket statement that they throw out. And I had no idea of the connection between the mental body on your physical body. And so how the way your, your emotions and your thoughts when they're unregulated, how that will, that will, when it continues to run uh, dysregulated will show up as this low continual mood, you know, um, moodiness so being snappy to really weepy and um not having the the will pretty much to keep going i was just kind of you know almost pushing against a uh this resistance in me but i just kept pushing and pushing and pushing i'm like no just keep going it's okay if you're not sleeping if it's okay if you're not eating if you're okay if you feel like you're just not connecting with anyone around you i mean that should have been a sign but um i just kept going <laughs> uh and then it's when it led to my physical body where i just had extremely debilitating uh menses pains that came out of almost nowhere is what i, I said at that time um i'd be throwing up i'd be on the floor and you know obviously if it's during exam season i i think i missed an exam or two and then had to make up for them and it just started to take over my physical life so this is where now i I just had to um, be bedridden those days and I hated it because it almost felt like it just overwhelmed me so much that I just couldn't move forward. And I graduated at this point, so this was fourth year, got a job um, into, you know, uh, tech, as a technologist researching tobacco and cancer and that sort of thing. So, you know, great in the field, but I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I mean, it was great that I was researching it, but I was now a little bit perplexed in terms of what to do with my body. Like, what the heck is going on? I was missing days at work because of all of this. And um, that's where I eventually met a naturopathic doctor and a journey begin, began there. But I also connected with a spiritual mentor and an inner journey began there so of understanding these voices within you that are telling you first at a soul level that you're off your path and once you start ignoring that it's going to grow louder and louder and louder so now when you you become kind of almost disconnected from your soul or spiritually in a way and i did actually um in one of my uh previous podcast, I talk about how I was disconnected from my soul self for a little bit uh, because it was just so much going on. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And um, that just dove me deeper into depression. So um, 
from there it became more of a mental emotional thing and then finally a physical thing so it's almost like you can't really ignore these signs and signals because these are meant to bring you back to yourself and thank god for that design thank god for that design for it to show up in a mental emotional way whether it's anxiety or depression it's telling you something and this is where, where when you're not empowered or educated enough or you just have no one to tell this to you, you just remain disconnected even from those mental emotional signs, just like I was. I had no idea what it meant to, when the psychologist said, well, you have anxiety and depression and um, you maybe want to go see a counselor, which she, well, she also said you maybe want to. She didn't really take time to explain it from a much deeper level to me um, because I think also psychologists study it in that way. They don't really connect it back for, to the soul roots. Um, and the physical part of it. So only until I sat down with my naturopathic doctor did he actually make all those connections and showed me how when my depression anxiety started, that's also when my physical pain, body pain started, and that this was not a coincidence and what the connection was. And when I sat down, it just made too much sense to me. Um, and I, I bawled so many tears because I was like, how have doctors not explained this to me? How have I been suffering for so long not knowing it? Uh, and then began an external journey kind of of diet and acupuncture and all of those things. And then also an internal journey with a spiritual mentor when I was going inwards and connecting back to these signs and listening to them. And so um, this is where now it became even more beautiful because I started to learn about the signs and signals or symptoms, if you will, when you're off your path. And so I started to build or this rapport and trust with my intuition. And women are gifted with this, right? So as um, I'm going to say this specifically, we do have this gift of tapping into our intuition strongly. Um, and I had not been shown how to harness this going into a space of acknowledging that this voice within me, which is more heart-based rather than logic and mind-based, has all knowing within it and is connected to a higher, higher intelligence, a higher, higher con consciousness. And it is connected to source, the creator. And there is so much wisdom and knowing here and safety and abundance and being always taught to, you know, run with the logical mind where there's a lot more of the opposites over there. Um, so this was new. It was exciting. I started practicing a little bit. And this is where I'm inviting you guys to even listen to that voice um, within where we're talking about sitting for maybe a few minutes where that monkey mind is going to chatter. So this is kind of like in meditation we're not per se reaching an aim, but um, a way you can practice intuition, we'll talk about that as well, is one, you can just sit and let your thoughts kind of clear out, um, whether you want to sit and um, run through them or write them out. Or um, speaking sometimes helps for some folks. So if you're, you know, you're someone who is able to organize yourself by way of speech, because everyone has their own ways, maybe that's a way as well. And then going into this expansive space of just calmness. And this voice is very gentle. It's very soft. It is not sharp. It is not fear-based. And it's as simple as a yes and no. So if you want to practice, and I'll invite you, if there's something that's on your mind right now, and you're just wondering, well, what does my intuitive self have to say? You probably already know what your logic mind wants to tell you. You've probably run down through the pros and cons list. So maybe let's just try this as an experiment. 
So I invite you to just simply close your eyes and drop into your body wherever you are, becoming conscious of your own self and the environment around you, allowing some of those thoughts that are kind of running in the back of your mind. We're not going to suppress them. We're going to acknowledge them and let them run through. You can continue to take the deep breaths over here. And now I'd like you to just pose a question to your intuitive self. I like to focus my eyes inward, almost towards my heart. And ask this space a particular question. You can ask a question in a way so that the answer is probably a yes and no. And it's usually the response is usually a gentle, just a nudge almost, right? And so you can see if you can hear it. And that's your intuition. So this is where we are usually running away from this safe space or this all-knowing and this space of uh, continual intelligence. There are many ways of practicing your intuition or of knowing. For example, if you maybe pose a question of, is my career path really where I need to be? Or do I need to continue on this path? And the answer is a simple yes or no. You can then go further to it and ask, inquire a bit more, so be a bit more inquisitive. So what it is, what is it that we should? You just need to come to the space with complete open-mindedness and complete kind of surrender and accept what it has to say. Another way of practicing intuition or connecting with it because the stronger um, the practice or you know if you're practicing it every day then the stronger the connection and the more the trust in it almost. So a really good example is you know if you are talking you're in a habit of talking to you know um, your partner, your parent, your uh, your friend on a daily basis you probably have a stronger connection and you have an idea of what it, what they would suggest or their tone of suggestion or the way they would, you know, um, give advice. And you'd have more trust in that. Now, let's say that communication gap breaks and instead of a daily conversation it becomes two. Every once in a month sort of a thing. So there might be this, you know, lack of trust. You kind of have to reestablish some safety and just, you know, come back into nurturing that relationship, if you understand what I mean. And so this is where practicing, uh, connecting and rekindling with your intuition will really help you in times of higher need. So uh, now I know that, you know, instead of going to a friend for a particular thing, immediately I'm just going to sit with myself and ask this intuitive voice what it knows. I can use people around me as a mirror for it to, to confirm if that truly is what I want to do and if this is the path that I want to take or, you know, uh, the way about things, etc., etc. But I'm always going to use my inner self as that compass because only I know what is good for me or that wisdom has knowledge about how this is going to pan out and so going back to how we can practice this every day is just you know even doing it in a plain playful way it doesn't have to be for bigger decisions uh it can be for small things so uh today should i take this path to work 
today? What do you think? Should we eat? Um, how should we have this conversation with this person? So the more you build that rapport and trust, the stronger it becomes. And that gap closes and you eventually become one with that voice. Now, in terms of signs and symptoms when you're off path, one of the things a lot of us ignore is or aren't able to differentiate between is the voice of the mind and the voice of your intuition or your heart. And just like I explained earlier, your heart will be gentle, it's just a gentle nudge, sometimes a feeling, it's just as simple as yes and no. The mind is more fear-based, it'll be, well, you have to do this, and it's a bit more sharper in its in its gesture um, and stronger, and then there's usually maybe a because this or what if this sort of a thing, and it will usually go into looping thoughts. So I hope this gives you some insight in terms of what your symptoms and signs could be. Um, you know, if you're getting restless, if sleep is becoming a concern, an issue, there's some disturbance at that level. You're probably off path in some particular area of your life. And this is kind of where the spiritual life coaching part of me has, um, you know, really shown up. And this is where I'm showing up to help people tune into themselves and figure out what it is and what the next actionable steps can be. And this, you know, once we're not listening to those soul signs and symptoms, which, you know, can be a little bit of those disturbances, and then it moves on to the mental emotional where it can show up in terms of different mood and emotions and thoughts now that you don't generally like to be in. And this can then translate and transfer into the physical body. Now, we're um, actually what really... Uh, <laughs> led me to record this uh, episode today was the specific feeling that I had. So I've shared a little bit about earlier on uh, from my journey from 16, 17, then into my 20s. Um, but this is from my first year of naturopathic practice. So a, a very new graduate and now I was off to treat patients. And that first year was incredibly hard um, because as naturopathic doctors, we are kind of private doctors and so we have to work on our um, uh, attaining our patient base and uh, in a way almost figuring out a way to bring our services forward so that they can recognize it so it's a little bit different than when you see um, your uh, public funded doctors and first year was extremely hard um, I wanted to quit five times I kid you not it was really hard and um, there were months where I remember seeing maybe up to just five patients a month and I remember you know, multiple times um, where it was like, okay, let's just do something on the side, right? So attempting, and even maybe my previous job as a microbiologist. And so I remember this time where I actually updated my resume and I actually had some people reach out on LinkedIn and just, I had everything done. So logically, yeah, you should apply. You should have a second, da, 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 da. you got to, you know, fill, take care of yourself, fill rent and da, 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 da. And I remember just before I hit the submit button or before even being able to do that, I just had this sense of nausea I just felt like I would just literally puke and it was very off-putting I just had this sense of off-putting and so before I was recording or before I got this idea for t today's podcast I thought I thought of this you know anytime you feel off-put in any way this can present in a mental emotional physical way like I just feel off I feel like I'm put off that is the sign 
And that is when you're off your path. So you can use that as anytime you feel put off or that's when you're off your path. And um, I remember, so I never ended up submitting. I just, again, I connected to the inner voice and it said, keep going. It is hard, but just keep going. And I actually physically just could not. My mind had all the reasons, but because I had built so much trust with my inner self, I just couldn't. And I wanted to stay true to myself. And I was like, all right, so let's even pan it for this year. Let's just give ourselves this year. And thank God, thank God that I did. Um, the journeys that it's taken me on, the people that I've connected with, the inner healings that I have received as a result of that. So expansive, so beautiful. Um, and then we come to today where now that part of me again is saying, hey, there's more out here. And it's been voicing it for about two years. And thank God that I'm listening to it. So it's not really shaking me up in terms of in the physical or the mental, emotional realm. It's still in my I'm going to say soul and spiritual realm. I'm listening it to I'm listening to it and I'm asking for ease and guidance as well at the same time. Um, this is where I'm now transferring into more of um, a spiritual and mindset coach. And this is where I'm, I'm really finding that more fulfilling and beautiful. And again, it's that inner voice guiding me. It's bringing me back to my path. And this part can get really shaky and can really rock rock our boats because it means almost abandoning comfort, right? Like everything that you work towards and now you've reached a point where you're really comfortable, you're really good at what you're doing, and now it's like, hmm, there's more. You gotta you keep you gotta steer your ship this way now. And I want to first say this. Um, this can be scary and exciting at the same time. We just want to remain true and anchored into the part of us that we trust and we know will carry us through. And so if you can establish this safety, you will find, I guarantee you, the courage to take steps towards this. And this can be hard for a lot of people. I've seen a lot of folks who have these great ideas, their souls calling and they've shared it with me. And I'm like, why are you not showing up this way? I can't wait for you to be this way. I can see that in you. And it's that fear that's constantly overriding the, the logic mind. Now, I'm not saying not to use that. Of course, I know I don't, I'm not going to just immediately quit as a doctor and jump into this. I know I'm going to maybe give myself a year or two and then maybe start this with ease on that side. For some people, maybe they're you know their soul's version is yep you gotta quit and that will just kind of that leap will get you to do this faster I tend to be one of that but I just want to make sure I'm doing this with ease and so I've asked my inner self hey how should we do this in a balanced way and how should we make the steps does it mean that you have it all figured out nope I have nothing figured out I'm just showing up I have enough trust in it because I've seen it play out beautifully in so many past instances so I'm excited for what's going to show up I can get terrified again and again and again of course but I've also learned how to manage that and use fear as a motivator and really see what fear is says fear is you not knowing or it's almost like a misinformation of the fact and so get to know what it is that you're afraid of and that's where you're liberated that's where you're free and that's where you get to live from this more expansive free self i've had so much pleasure sharing this part of the journey today today with you guys and if it hits one heart and you are in this place and you feel that you've gotten uh, a little bit more 
a nudge towards yourself or connecting towards yourself, then this podcast has done its job. meet again, sending you a lot of love, light, and peace. Signing off.